Hello everyone. This is GOI Radio and I am your host Chitra Anand. And we are broadcasting from the radio station of Gallery of Ideas. Broadcasting from the heart of Barcelona, Spain and today is December 23rd. On this talk show you will find your own encouragement for your unique journey on holistic health and empowered living. You will be provided tools and tips not to just survive this life but thrive in the areas of health, career, family and self-care. So come with your big bold empowered life with me on my talk show on GOI Radio. A topic for today is empowered living and we will also integrate principles of holistic health. and i'm excited to offer you the best tips and pointers on how to get started on a highly successful holistic healthy and empowering lifestyle so prepare to take off thanks for the positive and nice feedback i always receive it's lovely to hear being appreciated and kindly check out our facebook group goi radio Polyglot Barcelona details of all shows are posted on a regular basis and you can reach me there to comment and or ask questions This time of year is special for almost all of us around the world the holiday season the festive spirit celebration of the festivals and Christmas and many of us will also see a white christmas this year the holiday season is one of a lot of festivities a lot of shopping and a lot of parties a lot of get togethers with family and friends it is also a reminder that it is okay to not do it all as many of us know it can be a little bit stressful trying to do it all so it's okay not to do it all it is also okay to do something different this year it is very much okay to communicate your boundaries bear in mind all of this and still celebrate the holiday season with a very happy festive spirit with all of your friends your co-workers your colleagues your neighbors and be happy and joyful when you do so as we know we are going to greet the birth of Christ Jesus Christ on December 21st 25th The first recorded incidence of Christmas being celebrated actually dates all the way back to the Roman Empire in 336 during the time of the Roman Emperor Constantine so technically the Romans invented it although there is no specific person who is credited for inventing the date of Christmas Christmas is celebrated to remember the birth of Jesus Christ who Christians believe is the son of God. The name Christmas comes from the mass of Christ or Jesus. A mass service 
which is sometimes called communion or eucharist is where christians remember that jesus died for us and then came back to life christians celebrate christmas day as the anniversary of the birth of jesus of nazareth a spiritual leader whose teachings form the basis of christianity mary the mother of jesus was betrothed to joseph who was found to be pregnant through the holy spirit joseph upon hearing this intended to divorce her quietly but an angel told him in a dream that he should take mary as his wife and name the child jesus because the child jesus would save his people from their sins Joseph awoke and did all that the angel commanded. Jesus did not come to make everyone feel better about themselves, but to bring the truth, to bring freedom to their souls, not pillows for their prison cells. His words turned up the light in their hearts, and for others when the light came near, they retreated further from their own darkness. The parables of Jesus were stories he told to illustrate spiritual truth about everyday things. Seeds, fish, trees, bread. Things people could easily relate to. While the parables he told sparked spiritual understanding in some people, they also served to make others aware of their own darkened spirituality. It is said in Matthew 13, was 10 to 13 and the disciples came and said to him why do you speak to them in parables jesus answered them to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it has not been granted for whoever has to him more shall be given and he will have an abundance but whoever does not have even what he has shall be taken away from him Therefore I speak to them in parables because while seeing they do not see and while hearing they do not hear nor do they understand The parables of Jesus make up a crucial part of the Bible Jesus had the wisdom to simplify the profound spiritual truths he needed to share with humanity in the form of relatable stories that are easy to understand A parable is a tale about a simple common subject to illustrate a deeper invaluable moral lesson. The source definition of the word parable means a placement side by side for the purpose of comparison. A parable utilizes the full story to produce the spiritual lesson. whereas a proverb metaphor simile or figure of speech centers usually on a word phrase or sentence i wish to st- share one of what i consider a very important part from the bible and that is about god's call to moses from exodus 3 One day while Moses was taking care of the sheep and goats of his father-in-law Jethro the priest of Midian he led the flock across the desert and came to Sinai the holy mountain There the angel of the Lord appeared to him 
as a flame coming from the middle of a bush Moses saw that the bush was on fire but that it was not burning up this is strange he thought why is not the bush burning up i will go closer and see when the lord saw that moses was coming closer he called to him from the middle of the bush and said moses moses and moses answered yes here i am god said do not come any closer take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground i am the god of your ancestors the god of abraham isaac and jacob so moses covered his face because he was afraid to look at god then the lord said i have seen how cruelly my people are being treated in egypt I have heard them cry out to be rescued from their slave drivers. I know all about their sufferings, and so I have come down to rescue them from the Egyptians and to bring them out of Egypt to a spacious land, one which is rich and fertile, and in which the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hivites and the Jebusites now live. I have indeed heard the cry of my people and I see how the Egyptians are oppressing them. Now I am sending you to the king of Egypt so that you can lead my people out of their country. But Moses said to God, I am nobody. How can I go to the king and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God answered I will be with you and when you bring the people out of Egypt you will worship me on this mountain that will be the proof that I have sent you but Moses replied when I go to the Israelites and say to them the god of your ancestors sent me to you they will ask me what is his name so what can I tell them God said I am who I am. This is what you must say to them. The one who is called I am has sent me to you. Tell the Israelites that I, the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob have sent you to them. This is my name forever. This is what all future generations are to call me. Go and gather the leaders of Israel together and tell them that I, the Lord, the God of their ancestors have appeared to you. Tell them that I have come to them and I will bring them out of Egypt. My people will listen to what you say to them. I will make the Egyptians respect you so that when my people leave they will not go empty-handed. This is one of the innumerable stories that are told in the Bible. And one of the most powerful according to me where the God says 
the words i am this time of year is special for so many of us around the world special not only because we might believe jesus christ not because we might be a christian but because we celebrate the birth of christ celebrate that god is in our midst celebrate that god helps us and is always with us and delivers us from all evil it's really a very powerful time of year in my story segment i want to share a story from about the way of the buddha a timeless story and as always i take my stories from the dead to do side A long long time ago there was a high class rich man as he became older he realized that the suffering of old age was about the same for rich and poor alike so he gave up his wealth and his position in society and went to the forest to live as a poor monk He practiced meditation, developed his mind. He freed himself from unwholesome thoughts and became contented and happy. His peacefulness and friendliness gradually drew 500 followers to his side. At that time long ago, most monks usually looked very serious. But there was one monk who smiled even though he was quite dignified always wore a little smile on his face no matter what happened he never lost this glimmer of inner happiness and on happy occasion he had the broadest of smile and the warmest laughter of all sometimes monks as well as others would ask him why he was so happy that he wore the smile and the monk would chuckle and say if i told you you would not believe me and you if you thought i spoke a lie it would be a dishonor to my master the wise old master knew the source of the happiness that could not be wiped from his face and so he made this happiest monk his number one assistant one year during a rainy season the old monk and his 500 followers went to the city The king permitted them to live in his garden for the spring time. The king was a good man who took responsibilities as a ruler very seriously. He tried to protect the people from danger and increase their prosperity and welfare. He always had to worry about neighboring kings, some of whom were unfriendly and threatening. He often had to make peace between his own rival ministers of state and between his wives and for the advancement of their sons. Of course, he had to worry constantly about the finances of the kingdom. In fact, he had so much to worry about that he never had time to be happy. As summer approached, he learned that the monks were preparing to return to the forest. Considering the health and welfare of the old leader the king went to him and said your reverence you are now very old and weak 
what good does it do to get back to the forest you can send your followers back but you remain here the chief monk thought about it and called his number one assistant and to him he said you are now to be the leader of the other monks while you all live in the forest as i am too old and weak i will remain here as offered by the king so the 500 monks returned to the forest and the old one remained the number one assistant continued practicing meditation in the forest he gained so much wisdom and peace that he became even happier than before he missed his old master and wanted to share his happiness with him and so he returned to the city for a visit when he arrived he sat on a rug at the feet of the old monk they did not speak very much but every so often the number one assistant would say what happiness oh what happiness then the king came to visit he paid his respects to the chief monk however the one from the forest just just kept saying what happiness oh what happiness he did not even stop to greet the king and show proper respect this disturbed the king so much and the king thought with all my worries as busy as i am looking after the kingdom i take time out to visit the chief monk and respect him but this number one assistant the monk who has returned from the forest does not even recognize me does not even respect me and does not take time to acknowledge me the king was furious how insulting he thought so he addressed the chief monk venerable sir i offer you my salutations why is this chief assistant monk who just returned from the forest smiling all the time and repeating all the time happiness what happiness is he stupid what is going on why is he full of happiness and why is he lazy sitting around all the time the head monk replied oh king please have patience and i will tell you the source of his happiness not many people know it but this assistant monk was a king just like you and he gave up his kingly life to become a monk now he thinks his old happiness was nothing compared to his present joy he used to be surrounded by armed men who guarded and protected him now sitting alone in the forest with nothing to fear he has no need for armed guards he has given up the wor- burden of worrying about wealth that has to be protected instead of worrying wealth and the fear of power his wisdom protects himself and others he advances in meditation to such inner peace that he cannot keep from saying what happiness oh what happiness the king understood at once hearing the story of the happy monk made him feel at peace he stayed for a while received advice from both the monks and then honored them and returned to the palace later the happy monk who had once been a king 
paid his respects to the master and returned to the forest. The old chief monk lived out the remainder of his life, died and was reborn in a high heaven world. You see in life, if we stay unattached to wealth and power, our happiness increases. If we search for happiness in the outer world, in everything that is not within us already, we will never retain it. We will never find happiness because happiness is the way. The way is within us. And no material possessions can ever guide us to happiness. As much as our inner happy self and our inner being In my recipe section, today I want to share an eggless Christmas fruit cake or plum cake. The Christmas fruit cake is a rich and delicious cake loaded with rum, soaked dried fruits and nuts. And nuts. The Christmas cake is also known as a plum cake or fruit and rum cake. Traditionally, for making Christmas plum cake, the dried fruits and nuts are soaked in a rum a month before Christmas. But I am also giving you a version that does not in- include a non-alcoholic version. Apart from it, some winter special spices are also used to cake to this cake like nutmeg, cinnamon and ginger which adds up to the depth of flavors and make the cake more aromatic. Just like many people, I also had this question in mind, why Christmas cake is referred as a plum cake when it actually does not contain any plum? On going through a lot of research, I was able to find that the use of raisins, prunes and currants were once upon known as plums. As these are generously used in a Christmas cake, people started referring to it as the plum cake. So the ingredients we need are condensed milk, 150 grams or a small can, sugar, quarter cup, you can also substitute with brown sugar or jaggery, all-purpose flour, 3 fourth cup, nutmeg powder, cinnamon powder, ginger powder, all 1 teaspoon, Baking powder, 1 teaspoon. Baking soda, quarter teaspoon. Oil, 1 third cup. Water, 1 third cup. Chopped nuts of almonds, cashews, walnuts, together 1 third cup. Mixed raisins, black and golden, quarter cup. Mixed berries, quarter cup. Chopped dried prunes, quarter cup. Candied fruits or tutti frutti bits, quarter cup and rum half cup for the non-alcoholic version use orange juice instead of rum sunflower oil is used in making this you can also use unsalted butter as well so step one in a bowl or container add all the mixed berries raisins prunes candied fruits tutti frutti bits along with the rum cover it with the lid and let it soak for 8 to 10 hours. If you are using orange juice, soak for 5 to 6 hours and keep the container in fridge. 
as fruit juices can spoil quickly step 2 take a heavy bottomed pan and add sugar to it lightly shake the pan in order to spread sugar evenly keep the flame to low let the sugar melt gradually do not try to mix while the sugar is melting keep an eye on it as it can burn very quickly once you notice the sugar has turned to amber red color and started bubbling be very careful add the water to it be careful because it splatters simmer for another 1 minute while continuously mixing in order to dissolve the caramel in water properly keep this pan aside to cool down step 3 save together the all purpose flour nutmeg ginger cinnamon powder baking powder and baking soda keep these dry ingredients aside step 4 in a bowl add all the chopped nuts i have used almonds walnut and cashews dust them with half a teaspoon of flour this prevents them from sticking keep this aside step 5 prepare the cake tin by brushing it with some oil cover its base with a parchment paper and then again brush oil on paper and on the sides of the cake tin I have used a 6 inch round cake tin. Step 6. In a big mixing bowl, add condensed milk, oil and the caramel which we prepared in step 2. Whisk well till the mixture becomes light and keep aside. Step 7. Preheat the oven at 150 degree Celsius. Step 8. The bowl in which we had our liquid ingredients add sieved flour, nuts and soaked fruits to it. Fold the batter gently using cut and fold method. Once the batter is ready, pour it into the greased cake tin and garnish with the remaining soaked fruits and nuts. Step 9. Bake the cake at 150 degrees Celsius for 50 to 55 minutes. After 50 minutes, check for the readiness of the cake. Bring the cake out of the oven. Insert a toothpick in the center of the cake and check the tip. You should notice any wet batter on it. If there is any wet batter, bake for another 4 to 5 minutes. Once the cake is ready, let it cool down. After that, invert it over a plate and peel the buttered paper carefully. Place it over the wire rack to cool down completely. Enjoy this delicious and ab- absolutely heavenly christmas fruit cake in my book section i want to talk about the book switch how to change things when change is hard by chip and dan heath why do you think change is hard in my opinion it is because most of us love staying in our comfort zone something that is already familiar to us there are times when external circumstances push us to do some changes or adapt to changes in our lives and we need to accept the idea of it indeed it is not an easy job to shift the old way of thinking to a new one then how to make the change work this book will provide you the cheat sheet 
Backed by research, Chip and Dan Heath elaborate on what are important things to do to drive the transformation in your personal life, professional life, career, organization, and so on. Adopting the analogy from the happiness hypothesis by Jonathan Haidt, the authors describe three main ideas to make the transformation successful. Direct the rider, lead the elephant, and shape the path. And to make successful transformation, you need to balance all of them. Direct the rider. The rider is influenced a lot by logical thinking. Therefore, providing structured ways will drive the rider to move, set a goal, and list the actions to direct it. One of the ways to know what kind of action needed is by looking for successful cases or try for looking for bright spots. What looks like resistance is often a lack of clarity, say the authors. Sometimes, besides getting stuck in what to do or to solve a problem, some people happen to experience decision paralysis, the inability to choose something because of too many options available at one time. Lead the Elephant According to the study conducted by John Cotter and Dan Cohen, the big change can happen when we are presented with something that speaks to our emotional side. Something that moves us, something that motivates us. In highly successful change efforts, people find ways to help others see problems or solutions in ways that influence emotions, not just thought. Instead of putting people in a crisis to make the change as an urgent thing to do, a better way to do it will be through building motivation. As explained by a psychologist, Barbara Fredrickson, such a positive emotion tends to broaden our view. We become more open to new ideas and make us eager to do better things. However, some motivation can come and go. The key to managing this is to make sure that we split the big goal into smaller chunks and making the progress visible. For example, instead of aiming to write 30 articles by a month, try to achieve a more achievable goal, like writing a paragraph a day. By setting a more achievable goal and quantifying it, people can get a feeling of how far they are from the main goal. It is also good for the psychological state since it will create a sense of achievement after finishing the small tasks. Shape the path. Borrowing the author's words, the idea of shaping the path is to facilitate people for a change by making the right behavior easier to do and the wrong behavior harder to do. Through his popcorn study, Brian Wansing gained an understanding that the size of your dinner work can affect your eating habit. Although some of the participants stated that they are a mindful eater, in other words, they thought they don't overeat, they still ended up eating a bigger portion when the food served in a bigger container. What looks like a people problem is often a situation problem and no matter what your role is, you've got some control over the situation. In addition to making a conducive environment, creating action triggers will also help to maintain the longer effects of change. Another example from a person was, it was quite hard for this person to write regularly. So this person tried setting up a pop reminder on the phone for four days a week to try and write at least 30 minutes. After a month, 
this person did not need the reminder anymore because it has already become a part of the routine another thing is to have support from the community this is one of the main reasons that i started my two facebook groups and together we have more than 40000 plus women in both the groups the one and only reason is the support that women give to each other women are going through i'm sure everybody is going through a lot of difficulties this year brought upon by the coronavirus and globally being affected by it but women also have the additional burden of taking care of the family taking care of kids taking care of their job taking care of their home not to say that men do not have it but women do react to many of this on an emotional level so the support that the community gives to women to be non judgmental to be supportive of whatever action that they choose to do and to enable them to make better decisions for themselves and their families is what i am always after personally i like this book because it provides me insightful information backed by research even though it sounds like it's a really serious and scientific book it is not that at all through the stories the author successfully communicate the message to the readers on how to make the change work there is also a nice quote progress is impossible without change and those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything from george bernard shaw don't fear the change and make the best out of it this is something which is very apt in today's world in 2020 when the globally we have seen uh, epidemic unprecedented in during our lives and many of us have faced losing jobs moving from places so much more in one of the ways that we can and should adapt is try to increase our knowledge find ways and coping mechanisms not just rely on drugs but to try and adopt a healthier lifestyle i know it is so much more easier to say all this over a talk show or you know some other media platform but it has been made possible by people all over the world and that's exactly the point social media also helps you bring to reach where people have achieved their goals whether it be weight loss whether it be fitness or leading a more healthier lifestyle or trying to become a vegan or even vegetarian trying a new career taking up new hobbies the list is really endless and we really need to choose how we focus our thoughts how we look at it and how we do not get dragged down when the going is tough this really applies to all of us out there and i know that i have i am also one of them that's one of the reasons i bring up all these just to point out that there is always hope and there is always a choice that we can make regarding hope but it is that choice is the only effort that we need to do sometimes to make that choice instead of just completely giving it up you are making that one choice to say yes i will try on this fact i will try this path i will look into the possibilities i will look into other opportunities i will be open to what comes my way the positive thinking and the affirmations which with, with which you start your day is going to lead you on 
to the better life that you hope for yourself, for your family, for your loved ones, for your children. So do not give up. Give this a try. How to deal with stress and depression during the holidays? While most of us look forward to the holiday season, the festive spirit, and to enjoy every single moment with our family and friends and our near and dear ones, it can also trigger depression and stress for many of us. You may not be able to make it home for the holidays or you may be in a rough financial situation. Or if you are going through a difficult time, it can be tough to see others with extra joy in their lives. Seasonal depression is more common than you may think. Around approximately 14% of Americans experience the winter blues. These blues can be especially overwhelming during a time of change. Christmas and New Year's Eve often present challenging demands. From never-ending parties to family obligations, these events can come with higher levels of stress. These are some of the ways that you can manage the holiday blues. There are many things that can contribute to the holiday blues. Whether it is something as simple as overscheduling yourself or a deeper emotional need, it's possible to work through your feelings and start anew. Try and limit alcohol consumption. Limit your alcohol intake and try not to keep it readily available around your house. If you are attending a party and you know alcohol will be accessible, limit yourself to one or two drinks. Drinking to excess can affect your mood and amplify any negative feelings that you may have. Get plenty of rest. Try to go to bed at a specific time each night. Being well rested can improve your mood and help you feel ready to take on the day. Learn to say no. Overscheduling and not making time for yourself can lead to emotional breakdowns. Learn how to say no and stay firm on your decision. This is one of the things that many women struggle with. As many women are hosting their thang, um, Christmas parties, Christmas dinners, New Year Eve's party and so on. I'm sure it might apply to men as well, but women seem to be facing this common, uh, this issue. It's more common among women because it's so difficult to say no. It's difficult to say no when you are asked by someone to cook a meal or a side dish for which you do not really have the time, do not have the time to go and get the ingredients and do not have the time to cook it but you feel obligated to do it. As our guests who are coming into your home, you really cannot say no to most of them. And when you do want to say no, it is very difficult because you will be stepping on so many other people's toes. So the holiday times, while it is a time of cheer and really festive spirit and really something that we really want to enjoy, there are more demands on us from our home, from our family members, from guests who are arriving. 
So try and establish boundaries. We have talked so much about boundaries in many of the last talks. Try and establish the boundaries for yourself, with yourself. And once you are, once you have set the boundary and if you are familiar with it, you can then be able to say it very clearly to the person that you are addressing it. You can always say it in a very friendly tone, in a very polite manner, because that is just accepting how it is going to be for you. Be open to new traditions. You may have an image of what you think the holiday should consist of, and this may not be what's actually happening. Instead of holding on to what the holiday should have been, allow new traditions to unfold. Get support if you are mourning a loved one. Spend time with your loved ones instead of spending the holidays alone at home. Get your friends or family together for a dinner party at your place. The more, the merrier. You can spruce things up with lively decorations and add welcoming floral arrangements to your living spaces. Exercise regularly, and this cannot be stressed enough. More so during the holiday season when you are running around getting everything done. Remember to exercise even if it is just a 10-minute walk. It will get your heart rate up and release mood-boosting endorphins. Plug in your headphones and pop out for a walk around the block a couple of times a day. Do something fun to get over a recent breakup. It can be difficult to be alone when you are nursing an aching heart. Instead of sitting at home, fill up your calendar with activities. Find group outings or dinner or a dance night out. Avoid overeating. Again, this cannot be emphasized enough. Before heading out to social events, fill up on veggies. You can even fill up a small sandwich bag and snack in the car. Holiday outings can often lead to overeating which can affect your mood and overall well-being. The holidays can especially be a difficult time for older adults. If you are unable to be with friends or family this holiday, look for volunteer opportunities that allow you to be around others. Some non-profits even come and pick you up when you are unable to drive. The holiday blues are real and can disrupt your life in a serious manner. You may be able to ease your symptoms by making a few lifestyle changes, such as limiting your alcohol intake and scheduling time with friends and family. If lifestyle changes are not relieving your symptoms, you should speak with your doctor. Holiday times are very special to all of us, but that again during this COVID season and globally when all of us are affected by the COVID situation, many have lost their jobs, many have lost their homes, many are going through a very tough time. So one of the things that we can do wherever we are, if possible, we can donate financially. If that is somewhat difficult, we can always send our blessings and love to people around the world. While this really does not cost you much financially, it is such a great thing when you are able to bring up your level of frequency and extend empathy and compassion, not only to those people whom you know in person, 
to the countless of people around the world whom you do not know whom you have not met but you can sense that they are going through a difficult time send silent prayers as much as it is possible for people around the globe who are going through difficult times for our animals birds insects while this might seem silly for some people it really is not a silly thing to do to me it is a very powerful thing to do not only am i able to remain in a prayerful mode i am also able to acknowledge the feelings of empathy and compassion that i exude to myself and to all around and my all around need not be restricted within a mile or so it can be all around the globe to people whom i cannot see but i know people are in need for compassion and even love if that is possible just keep them in your prayers keep them in your heart and pray for everyone around the globe whether they are going through a difficult time or not everyone can use the benefit of prayers smile more often at yourself at people around you when you go shopping at strangers wherever possible to do it that is also going to trigger them to smile more while we are engaging in these small things like smiling or sending a prayer or practicing compassion it is not only going to elevate our mood it is also going to elevate other people's mood who are coming in contact with us and together we can elevate it across the globe and that's the point of this so that is something that we can all include into our practice whether we do it in a small way or a large you know a big way it doesn't matter what matters is that we are trying we are trying to be more joyful we are trying to be more happy and we acknowledge that so many others need it as well and we are trying to be more prayerful and this is a time of prayer and that is what christ stood for from my heart to yours i wish you all a merry christmas a joyful festive season and looking forward to the new year's eve along with you thanks for joining me this evening i had a great time have a pleasant rest of the day till next week bye